This is a podcast episode brought to you by Cafe Native. This isn't your average cafe. Okay. So that way we know it doesn't sound like <laughs> Quit slithering at me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's been all over me. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Cafe Native. Today we have a special guest and here he is. Introduce yourself and say what drink you have brought to Cafe Native. Hello, my name is Christian Wassany and I am from El Reno, Oklahoma, Cheyenne and Arapahoe Territory. Um, I didn't get what you said on the second part. What did you say to say on the second part? So... Every episode, we like to start off with a drink of the day. So what drink have you brought to Cafe Native? What drink? I brought sweet tea. Ooh. Some sweet tea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From where? From Milo's. Oh. Milo's sweet tea. It's, it's, an, it's an Oklahoma thing. Oh, okay. I think. I think. I think, I think I've had that before, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's at Walmart too. Oh yeah, it's at Walmart. Oh, that because that's the that's the ninety cent ninety nine cent uh, tea that comes right when you're checking out. Yeah. Oh, that that is good. That hits different. Snacks. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex is gonna ask you the first couple of questions. Okay, sounds good. All right, Christian, what are your tribes? My tribes are Cheyenne and Arapaho. Sorry for that. Sorry for the repetitiveness. <laughs> but we just want to be very clear. <laughs> I didn't realize you said you tried. So good. So what inspired you to start your brand? Um, as life started to go on, um, the words I am, I can, and I will always played in my head whenever I'd be going through challenging times. Um, it all kind of came together because I am is, is kind of a reminder of who you are or who, what you aspire to be. I am strong. I am brave. I am resilient. And then I can, I can do anything I put my mind to because the mind is the strongest tool that we have in our body. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, so I kept telling myself, you know, it's all in my head. It's in my head. It's in my, you know, if, if I have the right mindset, if I have the right attitude, you know, I can, I can get over this and then I will be successful. I will, I will be successful no matter what, no matter what obstacles I face, um, no matter what hard times I go through, no matter who gets in my way, um, I will be successful. So it came together as I am, I can, and I will. And then with my logo, um, there's a, uh, I have a story that whenever I was in New York, um, I was, I had my hand drum and people had always told me, you know, they always said, um, you know, there's people in the world who don't even know that natives exist, you know, like that, that they're still here. And I, and you know, I, I always thought it was just BS because that, that sounds crazy. You know, I'm like, no, I mean, people know we're still here, you know, whatever. So anyway, I was singing and, um. And then there was a group of people around me. And after I had got through singing, they were just looking at me crazy. And they were like, you know, their jaws were dropped. And like, yo, what, what? They were like, what was that? That was beautiful. You know, what is that? And I was like, those are Native American round dance songs. Those are, those are songs that we sing. And they were like, we don't, we didn't even know Native Americans existed. Like, and I was, I thought they were joking, you know, I started, so I started laughing, like, you know, ha ha ha. And then they were, they were still sitting there looking at me all crazy and like just in awe. And I said, wow, you guys really like thought or don't think that Native American people are still here, you know? And it just kind of, in a way it kind of hurt me, you know? Right. Um, so, so after that, after we got, after I had left there, you know, um, I was, I always, look at the the black lives matter symbol you know how the fist is kind of going up like that and um yeah and uh it just kind of i i just wanted to put that feather in there facing straight up you know just kind of to put with the i am i can i will to have because a lot of times you know if they don't if people don't understand that we're here they look at us badly you know they think that we're drunks they think that they have a bad image of us you know whatever that reason may be um that's just what it is and in today's society so having that positive message with the fist holding the feather up you know kind of 
uh, overall perspective of they're still here with the positive light and image with it. So that's kind of that's kind of how it came about, and the whole the whole um, idea is is to reach not only natives but um, all all cultures, all different different colors to to spread awareness and to um, give give our people a positive light. Damn, Christian, you starting off the show like that? <laughs> yeah, I came motivated in hot, already. man. <laughs> yeah, you I, came, I came in hot. I can tell because now I'm pumped. Alex is pumped. I'm ready. To, I'm really ready now. <laughs> Chat, Jesus, we're coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm, Alex. <laughs> Just kidding. Next question. <laughs> So, who do you look to for inspiration? So, throughout my life, I've always, um, I played basketball, you know, um, so I've always kind of looked towards uh, public figures as Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, you know, these people of, um, of you know, for the basketball world, mm-hmm. but as I started, as I started um, you know, I've always had love for, for, for doing what I do for, for helping our people and speaking and then going everywhere and, and meeting different, different youth. But, um, I've never, you know, a couple, a couple of people who I've witnessed growing up, um, that I've always, you know, kind of, uh, admired is, um, Chance Rush being one of them, Superman, oh, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of indigenous KC. Um, there's a lot of indigenous people, indigenous voices um, who, who I always thought, man, like, you know, that's dope. They're inspiring. They're, you know, hearing their stories. Um, so within within the uh, within that within that industry of of doing what they do, you know, as well as obviously my mom and my dad. Um, they've been they've always been there you know and it's and i'm and i'm I'm truly blessed to be able to say that you know because there are people um kids who who don't have who don't have their parents you know who don't have that that um support you know but they they get it from other places you know their uncles grandmas grandpas you know whoever they 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 come up with but um yeah my mom and my dad most definitely um have always been there supporting me and and giving me an outlet to to look at something positive um, my dad's the governor of our Cheyenne and Arapaho tribe, so um, he's always been he he's been he's been um, he's been a real big influence on watching him and what he's had to overcome throughout his life. Um, it's it's been it's been awesome, and I could just you know just say that. Well, Christian, I have a question. What position were you were were you on the basketball team? I what I shot it. I'm a shooter. Oh, so were you making yeah, a hoop? So, so, so that's that's a good thing and a bad thing because I started. I'm a shooter, and I started. I kind of started shooting from everywhere around around uh, right in front of half court at half court, and I just started getting comfortable with it. So uh, my coaches are like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Like, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm a shooter. Like, that's what I do. You know? <laughs> shoot, shoot." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but they went in, so so they couldn't. They didn't complain. Uh, did they give you a nickname for shooting half court? <laughs> well, uh, my my opponents always did. They always. It's funny because there's a guy uh, that plays at OU. Um, his name's Brady Manic. He plays at University of North Carolina right now. Um, and and he said him and his buddies, whenever they play horse or or you know a game of a shooting game, they'll say, um, "Oh, you're shooting the Christian Wassony shot," and they'll shoot it. Uh, they'll shoot it from back there, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. I like that. <laughs> Alright Christian So Alex is going to ask you this next question And we're going to get back on track <laughs> Sorry I'm, The only sport I pay attention to is basketball So <laughs> Oh awesome Dope, dope. So on your Facebook page The I am I can I will page It said uh, you were also a student Where do you go to school? Um, I go to the University of Oklahoma right now um, i'm about to graduate next month uh next semester actually damn 
Yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get up out of there, yo. Like, are we invited to the graduation party? You are <laughs> very, very in, much invited to to the graduation party. I'm actually gonna have a dance, a uh, a, a graduation dance. Oh. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys. Do you guys have dance like benefit dances like uh, out there out, out that way? Not that I can think of. For me, like it's it's kind of like a powwow dance, like a benefit. We call it benefit dance, graduation dances. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't think so. But we're gonna make one now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. So, do you guys gore dance? Like at powwows, do you guys gore dance and stuff? No. Or is that just like an Oklahoma thing? I think that's just an Oklahoma thing. Okay. Okay, yeah. So that's that's something that I'll be doing when I graduate. But yeah, I'm ready to get up out of there, man. I've been in college for five and a half, almost six years now. <gasps> just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm only three years in, and holy shit, Christian. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Let me. T- and you know, that's why I always. That's why I always applaud, you know, our, our native people who do it, you know, because I'll be the first one to tell you it is not easy. Like, it's mm-hmm. not easy and um, and it's tough, you know, it's challenging. And that's why I've been in it for so long, you know, because I've been I've been I always tell people, you know, take your time, you know, get help, do the things you need to do because it's possible. You know, it is possible. Um, but I'm just, I'm just ready to get up out of there. I'm ready to graduate, get this degree and be on my way. So what's your degree in? Business management. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that that you too? No, but (laughs) I just, when I hear natives going into a business degree, that's what I love because we need more native owned businesses. We need more native entrepreneurs. So. That's what I love. Yes, exactly. And what and what I want to do is is also help is open a foundation or maybe something in that sort of of helping our youth start investments, oh. uh, learning about investments and stocks and, and doing those things because people don't understand how beneficial that is and how much money you know over a period of time that you can make you know just by leaving your being smart financially you know. So um, that's a little bit of some classes that I'm taking that I also want to, um, you know, co- maybe collab with, with some people and, and, and get that going for our, our, our youth. Yeah, let us be the guinea pigs. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so Christian, what was one of the most difficult parts about being in college for you? Was it the aspect of not being with your family? Was it just your classes or... Like what was it? So my my um my college, the University of Oklahoma, is only forty minutes away from where I live, and I I moved up there. I moved to Norman, and that was the hardest part. And that opened my eyes to you know, like I said, I only I only moved forty five minutes away, but. I felt what every other kid feels of moving away from their home, moving away from their res, moving away from their people because you get you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're stepping out of you're stepping into a place where you're not comfortable and it's hard, you know. And I um I worked with the women's basketball team, so I was full time doing that, um, going to school, having my classes. I think I was running on four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep a night. Um, and I got the full effect of it of everything of, of classes of, of um managing my business managing my my movement going helping the girls the basketball team you know waking up doing all these things and i thought man like i could only imagine what our our youth kids who have to move hours away from home to do this stuff like what that takes because it takes a lot out of you like it it literally it will drain you it'll make you it'll make you almost go crazy, you know? So trying to balance it and trying to, trying to um, maintain your mental health and while also find joy in doing it, you know, and and finding that comfort, finding 
understanding that it's okay and that that it's possible to do when you understand that um it's a part of life you know it's a part of life of, of, of exploring new things meeting new people um you know doing things that that you normally wouldn't do in your hometown or your res or wherever it is you know right. so that i would i would most definitely say that that's that was the hardest part of it is just being away um from from home most definitely i mean me and alex alex how far do you live away from home now i live like four and a half hours away and my i would say like me it's like two and a half and my freshman year holy like i had so i moved up here with my friend and um we were basically each other's lifeline every day we yeah. hang out like every day from morning to night and um the one day one day i remember specifically it was a rainy day to make it worse she was with she was with another she was with her boyfriend the whole day and i st- sat in my dorm room you know how tiny those dorm rooms are it's depressing <laughs> and so i was like looking out the window i'm like and at the time, I had no car, no license, so it's even worse. I can't oh. go. I, I couldn't go nowhere. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I just, I just want to like stuff my head into the toilet and like <laughs> go. I was like, oh god. And then like a couple hours later, she's like, do you want to go do something? I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah. So I definitely get that. No, yeah, and and like I said, man, not even having a car or anything like that, and just being there. But you know, um, a lot of a lot, some kids enjoy it. You know, some kids enjoy after a while being away and and able to meet new people and stuff like that. But um, there are those kids, you know, like me and and like you know, I don't know, like you in a way, I guess, who are like yo, like you hit that point where like I got to get back home. Like I I want to go back home. Like, like this is I got to get back to the home grounds and, and stuff like that, you know. So it's not easy, and and uh, but it's possible. It's very doable, and, and it's just a part of life. So that that's what I would definitely say is was the hardest part of of college, you know. And also, not to mention the classes. Holy, the classes. Some of the classes is just like you look at that work, and you're like, is this English? You know, <laughs> you know, is this English? And um, and, and but. It's like, it's a part of that learning thing, you know, like understanding new knowledge and understanding new information and, and, and most importantly, just not giving up, you know, because like in my family, for example, some of them, you know, they never finished and, and it's like, I understand why, you know, I don't judge you one bit, you know, I don't judge you one bit for, for, for not coming back, you know, because it's not for everybody, you know, Um, right. But, but, um, you know, like I said, I just, I give, I give props to, you know, our people who do it, who get their masters, who, who finish out because it's, it's something to be proud of, you know? It for, it for sure is. Oh God. That made me cry. (laughs) 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 So what, so you said you're on your third year? Yeah, I'm a junior this year. Yeah. I just started okay. the first semester of it. And let me tell you, it ain't getting any easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you study? Me and Alex are both psych majors. And I, after, hopefully after this bachelor's degree, I'm going to go into law school. Dope. You know, I was honestly thinking of doing the same thing. You should have, so that way you could have gave me tips. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, um, we can we can definitely uh, keep in contact and say, "Yo, how you doing?" You know, right? Um, what, what's the good? Because I was definitely thinking of doing that as well. So um, we'll have to we'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, we had a previous guest, Tennille Filesteel. She was amazing, and she is a future attorney who's also a mom. And tr- at the time, she's a sophomore in her law school. And she also has a child. So imagine having a child and being in law school. I give her the most amount of props for that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know you know where to contact me. <laughs> 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 yeah. So what have been some of the biggest projects you've been a part of? Um, the biggest projects that I've been a part of throughout my life, um, I would probably have to say my first one was 
um, working with Nike N7. Um, I was a, what they call a muse, um, where they kind of went to me for how clothing should are and did like, I told you I play basketball. Um, and and kind of in the style uh, style world, fashion world, um, and I, I had a whole video done. Uh, me and this, me and a lady, a girl named Jay Two Bears um, from North Dakota. She played Division One at University of Milwaukee. Um, we 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 had that done over us. It was a video, and and they had uh, camera crews and everything following us for for a couple months, and um, and it turned out to be really awesome. Um, so that would have to be the first one. And then um, the second one I would have to say would be, I would have to say Reservation Dogs um, being a part of that. Um, oh, being, yeah, yeah, that's, I didn't, going into it, um, I didn't think that, I didn't think that how, you know, I didn't know how big it was going to be or what exactly it was. And then um, being able to witness all the, all the actors and all the, the, the people, you know, doing what they do and, and, and seeing how much, um, you know, everything about the native community being there as one and, and watching it grow, you know, I, that it, it was huge and it still is huge, you know? So, um, it was so definitely, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. on TikTok, I'm on multiple sides of TikTok. I'm on native <laughs> TikTok. I'm on Spanish TikTok. I'm on same, Asian same. TikTok, Indian TikTok, cooking TikTok, all of it. And <laughs> and so Reservation Dogs, people, you know, non-Indigenous people were even reviewing the show and saying it was amazing. And so that was one of the best parts to see, you know. And, you know, and it's 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 huge for for actors you know for for people aspiring to be actors and come up in the movie industry you know it's it's huge because now people are starting to to take notice about our people and and take us more seriously in this the movie industry as a whole you know so for it to be as big as it is and the representation that's in it man is is just is just awesome you know it's just all around it's dope and I'm, I'm excited for for it to continue to grow and and um and make a way for us natives you know right yeah because you look back and how far we've came from tonto to pocahontas <laughs> to smoke signals and now to reservation dogs now that's Man, a fucking leap huge 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 so, and, and you know what's crazy is this is only the beginning only right. the beginning right so, Christian, you're a motivational speaker, right? Correct. So, in that profession, would you consider yourself almost as a psychologist? Um, in a way, I guess you could say. Um, even though I'm not, um, I I don't take class. I, I took psychology classes, obviously, you know, which helped a lot, a lot. But a majority of of what I've learned come came from real life experience and going through it. Um, while not all, while also um, looking at it from a different perspective on coming from outside looking in. Um, so I, I, w- I guess you could say in a way, um, because obviously psychology is um, the, the how the brain works, how people work, how they think, what they, what causes people to think the way they do or act the way they act. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, you know, it kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand, but I wouldn't, con- I wouldn't fully say, you know, um, you know, as a psychologist, you know. Right. I get it. Um, yeah. So during your motivational speeches, what are some things that you discuss or and say to the group, the audience? So some of the, the main things that I focus on um, whenever I go and speak places is living a drug and alcohol-free life, um, overcoming the struggles and obstacles of high school and college, um, and overcoming obstacles and and certain things in life in general um and cultural awareness and 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 specific presentations um i I always enjoy singing singing to the um singing to the group and, and letting and making them and helping them understand where our people come from and um giving them a little bit of insight on who we are and 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 what we do, you know. Yeah. So do you talk about so I know on your Instagram you said that you also talk about relationships, right? 
Yes. So I have a question. I may cry during the middle of it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit's gonna get personal now. <laughs> Just kidding. So I personally have a very hard time opening up to people. And I sometimes self-sabotage self-sabotage those relationships. What could I do to change that? Well, I think the first thing you would have to do or anybody who who's scared to open up or to release their feelings to anyone is to understand why you're feeling like that. You know, what's causing you to not to whether it's you're being scared of being hurt, whether you're scared to um, let somebody in to express how you feel, to let them be so close to your heart. Because whenever you open up, whenever you let people in on, on how you're feeling and the feelings that you feel, you know, you're letting them into a part of you, of who you are and, and deep inside of you, you know, and it would just, I mean, I would, that's the first thing would be to understand, to help you understand and ask yourself, you know, why am I feeling like this? What's causing this? And like I said, a lot of times we have to remind ourselves because that's how I was. That's how I was at one point was I never, I was to myself. I never, I never cared to let anybody know. I, I never cared to open up to people. I never cared to let my partner know how I was feeling or why I was feeling like that. It was almost like, you're supposed to know. You're supposed to know how I'm feeling, you know, but oh, that's you can't, me. <laughs> but you can't, you can't, you know, I, what I learned, you know, you can't be like that. You can't do that because that's just not a, a healthy, a healthy relationship. And then I think whenever you finally take that step, whenever you take that step of stepping out of your comfort zone to let that person know how you feel to, um, express yourself express your feelings express why you are the way you are you feel so much better because now you feel like you have nothing to hide or like you not nothing to hide but like you have everything is out there so it's like your heart is like okay i'm here they know let's move but that also coincides with your partner and how they take that information like your partner has to be um, I guess you could say mature enough to take that information and handle that information correctly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because because sometimes you open up to people and you you know you give all your all and you you know you step out of your comfort zone and they're like oh okay and then you know they just throw it away or, or or act like it wasn't anything when it whenever on your side it just took everything in you to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so um. I would I would just say I would just say the first step is most definitely recognizing why you feel like that, um, what's causing you to feel like that, and to understand that it's okay to to open up to, um, and you know if that's talking with your partner before saying hey you know I've never done this it's, I'm kind of uncomfortable doing this but I'm gonna do it you know but if that's how you feel about doing it um, because like I said man I was I was the exact same way before and then and then it just kind of it just kind of opened up new doors you know in, a, in, in, in the previous relationship um, early on obviously it didn't work out but um, but yeah man well when I find a partner that wants to take those steps I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah most definitely exactly and I mean and that's part of it you know that's part of because you know, everybody always blames social media for for divorces and for breakups and for cheating. And oh, there's so much temptation. There's so much. There's so much stuff at your hand, the edge of your fingertips, because of social media. And I'm like, yo, social media has nothing to do with it. Like, you guys are looking at the wrong aspects of this generation. Just doesn't understand loyalty, respect and honesty you know because back in the day our grandparents they they didn't run to anybody else when things got hard or, or or they fought or or things got rocky they didn't run to another person or another man or another woman just simply because they respected each other they knew that if they did those things that it would hurt that person and they didn't want to hurt that person because they're loyal to them you know they respect them and i just think nowadays in this generation that that's what it is is the lack of, of our kids and, and these kids knowing and understanding the true core meaning of loyalty honesty and respect 
respect, you know. So that's that's another huge reason of, of pushing of pushing that message is is to you know, and it should be its own little it should be its own little thing, you know. But I involve it. I involve it with with my messages. I throw it in there, you know. Well, I can tell you right now, Christian, my partner ain't gonna be tempted. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> Well, you know, at least they hear it. At least they hear it, you know. You're right. It sits, it sits in their head somewhere. You know. Well, so we have this segment called Spill the Creamer. So for so going back to that other question, for someone who wants to gain my trust, what would be two best ways to do that? To gain your trust? Yeah. I would just have to say... Um, Actions speak louder than words. Um, they sure do. They sure do. So, so I don't care what you say. I don't care how loud you are. I don't care how much you perceive it to be. Whatever it is, if you walk the walk, if you talk the talk, and you walk the walk, I'm gonna trust you. If you if you show me rather than saying it, I'm gonna trust you. Um, and I think that's a huge part of gaining someone trust is just simply watching them and, and, and seeing what they do and how they move. Who are you when I'm not looking? Who are you? How are you talking about me whenever we're not together? You know, um, and how that how you know how that how you know that is there's there's a you know, your spirit talks to you. Your spirit warns you. And and then we may not always agree with it because, you know, obviously love can blind us to the truth it can blind us to to make us be someone who we're not and our spirit is always there with us and it's telling us how we should move it, our gut is telling us yo this person's not right they're doing something to you they're cheating they're you know something's not right but we're like eh whatever you know so it's it's a huge it's a huge trusting with yourself with your spirit and 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 trusting in your gut and moving accordingly you know i always I always went against the information that I had in my own self and it led me to a very, very hard and heartbreak road. So, um, so I would most definitely say to, to answer your question, uh, just w watch, uh, actions instead of words. And, and that's how you're going to gain my trust. Okay. But you're not a therapist because I feel like you're therapying me right now. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Alex, I need some tissue stat. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, man. You talk about love. You talk about love. Love is love is love is love is love is love. 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 Love is Okay, so Christian, this is uh, we're gonna go off the sappy stuff right now. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah. what are some motivational tips for people getting in shape? Motivational tips for getting in shape. So obviously, you know, people like myself. I was in college and in high school, and I was always forced to work out. I was always my coaches, you know, my people were always on me. Um, we had set times that we had to run, that we had to lift, that we had to um, that we had to do our stuff, you know, and that's what I was used to. That's what I was always used to is, is having that that behind my back of somebody making me or, or doing it, you know. Um, so whenever I got out of whenever I stopped playing ball, which was about two years ago, um, I hit a place in my life where I never was before with um, athletics, with working out, with keeping in shape. Um, I caught, I started to understand, you know, as, as life started to go on, I was sitting on my couch and, um, you know, I'd do certain things and my body would start to feel weird or, or um, I would just, I would just feel weird, you know, and I'm like, yo, I haven't worked out or, or exercised in weeks and, and you know in months and it's almost been months you know and I'm like holy like and I'm like why am I like this you know and I'm like because and I started to understand that I had nobody there to tell me to do it I had nobody there to tell me Christian get up off your butt and go work out Christian you have to be at this t place at this time and working out you know I had to take it upon 100% upon myself 
to do that, to go work out, to to go exercise. Did I want to? Did I want to get up and go and, and run two miles? Absolutely not. But I knew in my head that that I had to, that if I wanted, that our body is our temple. That's that's what that's how we move. That's how we talk. So that we have to take care of that the best way we can and that nobody's going to do it for you. Like I said, if I had somebody to sit there and make me like literally pull me up and and, and and make me go work out, that'd be awesome, but I, I, I didn't, you know, and we don't, you know, as people, as, as, as people, as humans, you know, we don't most of the time, and, and I, I think what, what would drive somebody enough is, is to see yourself starting to, um, to, I don't, I don't, I would want to say gain weight, but, but starting to see yourself become somebody who you don't want to be, you know, whether that's, getting bigger or losing muscle or whatever it may be and and the whole goal is to not even reach that point but sometimes that's what it took take like for me i started to see that i started to feel my body get different i noticed i was getting weaker and i said yo like if i don't want to live this lifestyle if i don't if i if i know that i have to take care of my body i have to 150 percent take it upon myself to get out and make it happen whether that's to run into the mailbox whether that's running half a mile whether that's doing 10 push-ups i'm gonna do something today to make my bo- my body healthy to, to get my heart going to get it moving um and and that's what it was. That's what it took, you know, is, is understanding that nobody's going to do it for us. And that if we we want to keep the best, keeping the best, our bodies, how, how they should be, um, you know, we're going to have to we're going to have to make it happen ourselves. And like I said, it's not going to be easy. It's is not 100 percent not going to be easy because how many of us are laying on the couch or the TV at night on our phones on, you know, on all these social media pages. And who's going to say, hey, let's put our phone down and go outside and run a mile none of us right like that's that's just that's just how it is nowadays but but you have to find it within yourself you have to find that love for yourself to take want to take care of yourself in the best way that you can i think that comes a lot with self-love um but but yeah um taking it upon yourself and 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 wanting to be the best you you can be well i'm loving all myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, man, it's 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 definitely a process. Definitely a process. Yeah. So, what are you wanting to change ultimately in the indigenous community? Um, I would say everything. Um, we our people lead every statistic in obesity, diabetes, suicide. Um alcohol drugs i mean we pretty much lead every statistic within in the united states of all of those and you know it's gonna take every single one of us to make that change um it's gonna take me it's gonna take you it's gonna take from the youngest to the oldest to change those statistics and to make change actually happen but it starts with one of us it starts with me like i said it starts with you it's in it creates a chain it creates a chain movement of, oh, he's doing that. Oh, this is what he did. This is what he said. So I'm going to hop on. And eventually, it may not be next month, and it may not be five, ten years from now, but eventually we're going to get there, you know. So um, I, I would say everything, you know, all of it, <laughs> all of it, to answer your question. Well, I like that. I like that a lot. So – how do you think mental health how what should happen for mental health be so everyone in the indigenous community can have a healthy mental state like how how should that be more available for us um i think every res or every community should have an outreach uh, program to for a place which a lot of communities do um but I think it's just because a lot of our youth, um, they don't, they're not comfortable enough to reach out. They're not comfortable enough to say, Hey, I'm not in a, I'm not in the right mental state of mind. I'm, you know, I'm not. So they, so they just deal with it. They, they turn to these things that, that they turn to. And then, you know, you have these programs, you have these, um, these people in the communities, but 
but they're not, you know, they're setting up events and stuff, but it's like, okay, how can we get the kids there? They're not coming. They're just, I mean, nothing's changing, you know? So I feel, I personally feel like just being more active in um, going to them instead of having them come to you, if that makes sense. So, you know, whether that's going door to door, whether that's um, going into the, you know, and this is, that's a big reason of why I do what I do is going into public school systems because that's where our kids are. That's where they spend the majority of their time is in those public school systems with their teachers, with their, their, their students, you know, so um, implementing that to our, our local school districts of mental health, of understanding why, you know, the different things that comes with it. Um, And that's, I think that right there alone would be a huge step for our communities and reservations as a whole, wherever the kids, whatever school systems they are of doing a better job of bringing in speakers, you know, or, or having maybe a class once a week or once a month, you know, of uh, discussing that topic, mental health, because a lot of times it's not discussed, you know, it's just kind of pushed to the side and our kids are just, meant to or just hope to deal with it and that's why they end up the way they end up is because they hold it in and they don't have that outlet right i like yeah definitely get that because when i was in school i mean they did i think it was i think we did a one-week counseling session but it wasn't about counseling it was more about like like safety precautions like fire drills yeah but they called it counseling. yeah exactly i mean that didn't help at all (laughs) i mean that's why i said we're we're these schools are worried about the wrong things, you know? Right. Because so. no fire happened in the amount of 13 or, yeah, how many years? 13 <laughs> years I was in yeah. elementary and high school. No fire. Exactly. There were always just drills. Never the real deal. The one time some guy kicked a kickball into the fire alarm and then it went off. But that was it. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the best guidance for somebody struggling with sobriety? Well, I feel like um, with sobriety, you know, that's kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with any addiction um, in life where you're trying to overcome a certain, a certain challenge or a certain struggle um, and, and reaching an ultimate goal of, of becoming content with finally getting over that, that, um, that, that, journey that you're going on of becoming in this case sober um and the simple fact is is that a lot of a lot of our people who are going through addictions who are who are trying to get sober they they want to take it upon themselves they want to take it upon themselves to get it done um you know which just sometimes works but what they don't understand is that you have to get, you have to have help. You know, sometimes it's okay to get help. Sometimes it's okay to talk to people. Sometimes it's okay to, like you said, you don't want to, it's, it's hard to open up to open up to, to people, to whoever it may be, your counselors or your, your sober living home, you know, wherever it is that you're at, at that time, um, you know, to open up to these people and let them know how you're feeling because that's what they're there for is to walk you through these steps that you're feeling. Uh, do I feel like I'm about to relapse? Do I feel like I need a drink? Okay, let me go talk to my person, you know, but a lot of times our people don't think like that. You know, they just want to take it upon themselves and they end up right back to where they started. So the per- person going on the, on the, on the sober, sober journey, you know, most definitely understand and know that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have a partner there on that journey with you and that it's not for anything, but other than to, to help you, you know, and in our communities right now, um, where, where I've been to, I, I was in North Dakota and they have, they have a treatment center and sober living homes for their tribal members. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever because they had they had tribal members who overcame um, the struggle of, of not being sober. They had uh, tribal members who were there who took mental health awareness classes or, or whatever the classes was to help their tribal members. And it was like they were just one big family striving for the same thing. And it was so awesome. I mean, they, they had a room where they burned cedar, where they sang songs, but they were comfortable because that was their own people. You know, that was their own, that was who they were. And 
a lot of times our tribal members they go out they go to different these rehab homes or these sober living places and these treatment centers and they're not they're not with their own people they're with outside being you know, white people or caucasian people excuse me whatever whatever however they they are but they they're they're still struggling you know so i think every race every community with indigenous people should make it almost a priority to allocate money out get funds to have a center in sober living homes for their people you know right uh christian do you live a life of sobriety yes um i do i actually do and and living you know people people always think that living a sober life you know that you're this good perfect person and you know when and I'm, in all honesty um we live the hardest lives you know it's the it's the toughest for us because um you know you know how many times i wanted to pick up that bottle or pick up those drugs and and, and take that pain away i couldn't even tell you how many times you know um but it's not easy you know but it's possible you know, and that's, that's, that's the main, that's the main message there. So Christian, this is going to get a personal again for me as well. So I, so I used to smoke marijuana like a lot because I just, it, I thought it was like making me feel better. But like the minute I stopped, I was like withdrawing, like heavy, (laughs) like crying at work, crying everywhere, mean, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff a lot of old stuff kept coming back up and then I did it again and then I've stopped like a couple weeks ago and so what's like some like you already said like the guidance for that but like how do I like so also the therapist way but other if I don't have maybe like I don't want to say the time because I know I have I would I would make the time but like if for yeah, some yeah, yeah. for some people no, who I'm don't not. have that like what could they do like just to talk to someone yeah yeah so i i I 100 percent see what you're saying and and know where you're coming from um marijuana speaking about marijuana is such a hot topic controversial topic um just because it comes from the earth it's 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 you know it's it's um earth grown it's it's from the planet you know um so a lot of people have strong feelings for it and towards it because of that reason alone but um just like anything else just like anything else um drugs alcohol people um marijuana can become an addiction um, it's it's a it can become an addiction to alter your your mental state of mind to put you in a place where you're comfortable where you're you're not really feeling anything and that's why so many people um, get addicted to it and they use it as an outlet for that reason oh it's from the earth so it's okay so it's okay to to um, to smoke every day or to whenever I get depressed or I'm feeling anxiety or whatever it may be to light up that joint and get me out of that, that mental state for a little bit, you know? And my deal is with marijuana is I'm, I'm not, I'm not against it at all. You know, I, I, my grandpa smokes it for his, um, for his, his, he has something in his bones, his his joints that it helps out, you know, Mm -hmm. but my, my deal is for, for marijuana is whenever you use it when like you said in this and like you said you you stop you stop smoking and you're like whoa like this is like I'm, I'm so you know you started feeling however you felt and that that's okay you know but when it gets to that point then you realize how much you depended on it how much you depended on it for your feelings for your anxiety for you know whatever it was that you were using it for and just like anything else to overcome that to overcome that is is going to be a journey it's going to be a process and it's not going to be easy like you said you stopped and you you it was hard or you know whatever however it may be but just like anything else it is possible it's 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 possible but it's not going to be easy and and like i said you have to literally reach out to others others who who went who overcome the same thing and i don't know if you're on tiktok i don't know if you're on that side of tiktok you said you're on tiktok but there are accounts who um men i i actually um keep up with them who who have overcame 
uh, uh, weed addiction. And, um, and they, they, they said, just like you, they said, um, you know, I thought it would help me. I thought it, you know, it, it does help me, but I'm still sad. I'm still, I'm still going through these things in my life and, and it's not going anywhere, you know? Well, that's not, that's because you've used an outlet to, to cover it up for so long that those, whatever it was never left. It's, you just covered it up. It's like putting a blanket over, over your feelings and, and it's still being there, but it's, it's just keeping it covered, you know? So my advice to you, you know, or not you, but anybody who's, who's trying to overcome, you know, an addiction or, or anything with any type of sort is that, um, is that it's not going to be easy and to, to, um, understand your problem, not the problem, but what's making you, what's causing you to make you want to do it. If that makes sense. Like, like what's causing me to be nervous? What's causing me to be anxiety? What's causing me to be sad? You got to really dig deep to yourself. Cause that's what I had to do. I had to dig so deep to my soul, to who I was, to understand why am I feeling like this? What's making me want to smoke? What's making me want to drink? Why am I feeling like this? And then understanding, okay, I'm feeling like this, but I'm going to let this run through my body. I'm going to let it run its course. I'm going to let it do what it does. I'm going to heal from it. I'm going to heal and I'm going to come back stronger, you know, because that's what you do. You come back 10 times stronger when you overcome those things, your, whatever it is that's happening to you. Um, and then, and you know, they, 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 they tell me, or they ask me all the time. So, so could I go back to smoking weed you know da, da, da. and I said I said if if you're smoking weed because you want to you just enjoy it I said go for it have at it you know smoke all you want but whenever you whenever you're doing it to cover up those pains and that emotion and and those things like basically like you're running from it that's when it's a problem and that's when you kind of need to look at yourself and say okay where is this coming from you know how how can I fix this or how can I go through this without covering it up for this short amount of time and, and like I said man it's not it's not gonna be easy and it's, it's definitely a process but it can be done you know and and a lot of times sorry I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm rambling but a lot of times um, our people they hit that point they hit that point where um, because I, I've hit I've hit that at this point myself where it was like where it was like okay it's this is too much this is too much I, I've gave it my all I've I've went this long without it I've I've I'm I'm just I've reached that point where I'm just absolutely broken and I can't go no more and at that point in that moment whenever you feel that is when you need to dig deep and you need to know and you need to fight harder you need to fight because that's where you're peaking that's where that's where these things are trying to get you the most that's where they're trying to hurt you the most is at that point whenever you you've done it for so long and it's and it's like that those bad things are trying to attack you the most so that's when you got to be the strongest does that that make sense Oh my God, <laughs> Alex, take it away. <laughs> just kidding. We're crying over here. <laughs> God, Christian, do you sponsor people? Yes, I do. Um, you got a new sponsor right now. <laughs> just yeah, man. I'm. I'm. I mean, I always, I always tell people, um, like, like me and me and my bros. You know, we always joke around and we're like, we are. Yo, did you um? Did you give in today? Did you did you run back to you know whatever it is? Are, are you crying around? Did you cry today? And, I um, did just and, now. <laughs> we we keep each other on our toes, but it helps. You know, it helps. It helps to it helps to have people there that you know that understand and that that know where you're coming from and and to keep you um, to keep you um, uh, on your toes about it. You know. Oh God, yeah, Alex, keep me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Christian, our last thing that we wanted to do with you today was what is one line or quote or something you have said motivational uh, for our audience? I think the biggest what i live by is it's not about what you've done it's not about your failures or your mistakes 
but it's about how you overcome them and what you do with them. So to, to, to shorten that down is it's not about what you've done, but what you do. And that, that refers to anything in life with, you know what, I made a mistake. You know what, I messed up today. You know what, I've done something that I wish I wouldn't have done. Okay, I know that. I understand that now. But how do I how do I react from that? What do I do from this point on to make sure that I never do that again? Or if I do it again, to make to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, uh, what's that word? Uh, repetitive. How how do I keep that from from lessening it? You know. So a lot of times we get down on ourselves and and we mess up and we go through things. You know, whatever. But but that's life. We do it. You know, it happens and, and nobody's perfect. But how do you how do you react from those things? How do you because that's what defines you. That's what defines you and who you are. Is how do you react? How do you react when you fail? Your failures aren't what defines you. How you react is, and that's what I always tell people. You know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to mess up it's okay to feel sad it's okay to it's okay to to you know just simply be you know do what people think you shouldn't should do it's okay to not do that you know because that's who we are as human beings but how do you how do you overcome that and how do you react and how do you learn from those situations so the quote what i would say is it's not about what you've done but what you do well Oh my God! You're you're giving us all this good tips and info and all this motivation. God, I don't. I just I'm like at a loss right now. I'm just kidding. My Yeah, man. Did you hear Alex? What'd she say? She said, "In her perfectionist mind, she cannot fail, or else it's the end of the world." Man, I mean that's that's. That's a good attitude to have. I mean, it's it's if you you know some people are like that. If if you strive to be perfect and you're on your best every day, um, that's a good that's a good um, that's a good way to to look at it. You know, because some people are like that. They're like, I'm not I'm not ever gonna um, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm gonna do my best to be perfect every day. But at some point, you know, it's gonna happen. You know, obviously, but. Um, but that, I feel like that's a good mindset to have, in a way. All right, Christian, we brought our own quote because we wanted to be motivational as well. <laughs> We're going to try. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is not one we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> we have set a standard where it's not okay to act without morality and values and human respect. No person is better than another. Awesome. I love that. Well, it's from Lady Gaga, so <laughs> we love that more. <laughs> no, no, I love that so much. Um, that you know, just because, especially in, you know, when people when people get a little bit of uh, fame or a little bit of uh, uh, following or you know whatever it is these days, they 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 kind of get on their high horse and think they think they're better than everybody but you know just like just like anybody in the nba just like anybody on you see on tv you know they're humans just like us they they bleed the same they they have the same heart not same heart but you know same bodies and nobody like like that quote said nobody's better than anybody so i I love that for sure well christian say your socials so people can go find you and get more motivational tips and information my Instagram is CW Relentless. My Facebook is Christian Wasney. I am, I can, I will. And um, my TikTok is CW Relentless as well. Um, I haven't, I don't, I haven't really been posting anything to to um, motivational videos or anything like that lately. Just simply because I've been doing uh, presentations at various places, and it's been kind of taking up a lot of my time. But, you know, um, and also my Snapchat. I like to give people my Snapchat, which is um, Road to Success 44, just simply because um, that's that's one of the easiest ways, you know, nowadays to, to communicate and to look at people's stuff. And I'm always I'm always posting on there. So that's another one of my socials that would be good to, to be on. And I enjoy seeing everybody's stories and what they do on a daily basis and all that good stuff. So... Well, 
we're gonna say our socials. So personally, my Instagram is at Deshaun Dawn Podcast. My snap is D E S A X N D O. No wait, it's just D E S H A X N. That's what it is. And you can fly, find our Cafe Native page at Cafe. That is C A F A Y E dot Native. That's also on Twitter. Facebook is Cafe Native Podcast. And you can go find our podcast page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, which is Cafe Native Podcasts. But before we move off, Christian, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I actually do. Um, so what inspired you guys to start this podcast? Well, I have my other I have my own podcast show which was the Deshaun Don podcast and I wanted the whole month of November to be 30 episodes or 31 how many ever days are in the month to <laughs> to explore different indigenous voices and different indi- indigenous lives and Alex had always wanted she had always worked on the technical side of my other podcast show, and I asked her to be on this one because I know she loves hearing all the lives and stories and the journeys, and so she was on board, and then, yeah. It, Plus, I'm a shy little butterfly, so it's kind of helping me bring out bring me out of my shell here. Awesome. That's so dope. And, and, um, and one more question. Okay. Um, what tribe are you guys? I am Oneida and Sue. And I'm Cree and Pawnee. Oh, awesome. So what, are you guys from Res or? I've never actually lived on the Res. I've always been in the city. Um, used to live in Billings, Montana, Great Falls, Montana. Um, yeah, I've been all over. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And I used to live on the res. Okay. I, I lived on the Rocky Boy res. Don't. Like, so, it's like City Mouse meets Res Mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's a, I mean, there's a lot of our native people who moved off the res to go to the cities, you know, just to live a better life and and get, you know, get more education or whatever it may be, so. Well, I'm also part of the Caucasus people of Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of us are. A lot of us are, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, one more thing. So, I got one more question for you guys. Okay. If you guys don't mind. Um, What inspires you to do what you do daily? What inspires you to be in college? What inspires you to live the life that you live? Oh my God, you're gonna make us. We're getting deep here. You're gonna make me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, back on the res, it's like a not everybody has a college degree or like is educated like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of more on the more like almost in a way like I need to prove myself yeah just kind of like so for for your your people yeah okay um I didn't want to go to college (laughs) I was like not really feeling it but my mom she she kicked my ass and she said you're going because and then I just the re so she pushed me to go but then I found out kind of in the middle of my freshman year another reason why I wanted to go me and my mom definitely had it tough when I was growing up we had a fight for ourselves our safety and my siblings and so I do it for them to take care of them hopefully in the future oh god oh god and plus to you know the shackles of my other family just get them off and not be like them so awesome that's that's awesome and and that's i mean that's all you need right there you know 
sometimes I always have to ask myself that question. I, um, and I always, I always ask myself that question, you know, because we, we often forget, you know, why, why am I doing what I do? You know, what's, what's pushing me. And a lot of the time it's for our close people, our relatives, our mom, you know, our mom, our dads, our uncles, whoever it may be. So that's awesome. I just wanted to ask you guys that. Well, thank you for asking. No one's actually ever <laughs> asked that. <laughs> But, um, well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for giving us so much, you know, information. Thank you for, you know, actually making us feel things because we don't normally do that. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you guys for having me. And if you guys ever need anything or, um, you know, let me know. And I'm excited for you guys' journey. And I always enjoy helping out you know other natives and and hearing hearing their voices and what they're striving to do so i think it's awesome what you guys are doing and um, keep it up and again thank you for having me well thank you all right also wait oh oh. side note (laughs) i just wanted to say i did not know that was how your last name was pronounced based on how it's spelled yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's in it's an arapaho last name and um in in our in their language in our language um i go my cheyenne way so i always say there but i'm a rapaho too um so it's pronounced with the a's is pronounced with the e so it's really weird but the wa is not pronounced the first part isn't it's the last the ending of a word if it's an a it's pronounced an e all right, well, this is officially a see you later because, I mean, we ain't saying goodbye yet. <laughs> but, yeah, hey. most definitely. Um, for, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you guys on um, Instagram. Uh, I don't, I, for some reason, I haven't seen your guys' accounts on, on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um, yeah, we're up and coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, 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 for sure. And that's what I'm saying. I'm going to follow you guys and give you guys a shout out and, and all that good stuff, so. Right. Thank you again. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Oh, so when? Uh, one more deal. Okay. Um, when is this going to be ava- or come out? This will be actually available today. We're putting it out later, like in about okay. probably a couple hours, actually. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Later.